Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. And away we go. The finals are over. The silly season is here. A baby is bathing in the Stanley Cup. We got the Subway Series, lots of football, and I am back. Let's do this. Here we go. Only one place to start. Actually, today, we have more than one place to start. Obviously, I have been at the NBA Finals for the last couple of weeks, and I will have any number of thoughts about those as we continue. But we're going to share the stage here to begin things this morning. My buddies Alan Hahn and Dan Graziano, good enough to hang out. After we finish Get Up this morning, because both of them have interesting insight into interesting situations. Gentlemen, thank you very much. He gave me Hans mic. That, yeah, that microphone yeah, is, go. yeah, there All you right. go. There's yeah. a pretty significant height difference. <laughs> oh, it is a significant, yeah, no question Between Han. I realize you said you were 6'6". Six, six. Yes. Yeah, that's... that's One yeah. of the things that got snuck into the conversation late on Get Up... six anything. ...is that... Alan Hahn, at one point in his life, was told he was going to be seven feet tall. That's are correct. you disappointed or are you relieved? No. Disapp- are you kidding? Seven's yeah. tough, though. No, no. Seven would have been good. Seven would have I was ready. I was being prepared. I was being groomed to be a seven-footer huh. and then suddenly stopped at 6'6", six, six, so it, yeah. it just didn't work out, and yeah. it still ends up being wasted height. So so I guess huh. the question – well, no, it's not wasted at all, but but because you're a, a specimen of a man, and Hembo <laughs> yeah. and I have pointed that out on many occasions. Reach things way, on high shelves. Way too many. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. helpful now yeah. in supermarkets. And Graziana, yeah. how tall are you? 5'9". Yeah. Yeah. And, and There's so, not really anything else to say about that. No, no. It's yeah. a perfectly good height, though. There's nothing wrong with being 5'9". I, I didn't mean it that way. It's fine. I'm just saying, when they put his microphone in front of you, I mean, it makes yeah, sense it was that it was nine forehead, inches like above I, you. Yeah. I didn't realize that was... I'm having an issue with my cord here. Like, it's a mess. I don't know. Graziano, I'm, I'm out of practice. You haven't been here. He's a mess. So let's start with Han, and then we'll work our way to Graziano as he fixes himself. All the NBA stuff over there, just... And I'm, you've obviously been talking about it on your show every single day and everything else. But now that I'm sitting here, yeah. give me your number one takeaway from the Nuggets winning in the Jokic thing. Well, again, I, I look at it as what we were talking about on Get Up, is that it, it could start to change the league a little bit. Not just... A, it's going to be very hard to find seven-footers who are 290 pounds... And yet our, our fleet of foot, great passers, great touch with their shot, impactful defensively. Like, that's hard to find. He made himself, and you really have to credit everything that he has done with his career when they made him a second-round pick. And he comes over. He's got, he, you know, he had a, a, a Pepsi habit that he had to kick. He used to drink three bottles of Pepsi a day. A day. That's crazy. They had to get him out of that. They had to get him in the right shape he had to be in. But you see the skill that, that's there, right? So are we now looking at not necessarily the seven-footers and the return of the big man? I actually am looking at it as, and I've made this comparison with him many times. I don't know if you saw it. I compare him to Patrick Mahomes. He's the Patrick Mahomes of the NBA. And the joke I made was they both wear 15, they both own Denver. Because Mahomes has never <laughs> lost to the Broncos. That's right. But, but, but Jokic, because it's whatever you take away, he's got to counter for it. Not exactly looks like a tremendous athlete. Mahomes as well. Not a real runner. But when you make him run... He can get away with it. He can get there. And that's what Jokic is. Extremely smart. High IQ. But 
the passing ability, his willingness to pass, his selflessness, all of those things to me are appealing to NBA fans, to basketball fans, to sports fans. And I think they're almost begging the league to get to an era where there is a quarterback on the floor that makes everybody else better. It's more appealing to watch. Yeah, I will expand on these thoughts that I'm about to share a little bit later in the show. But Graziano, my basic feeling on it, and we touched on this at the end of Get Up today, is that right now, Nikola Jokic feels like he's one of one. Yeah. But I think eventually we're going to say he was the beginning of a new era. He ushers in a new era where every NBA team is going to want the person who was, the, who was primarily responsible for handling the ball when they, when they run their half-court offense mm-hmm. to be as tall as possible. There, will be a, there are enormous and obvious advantages to that guy being seven feet tall and being able to handle the ball the way he does. I, I, I'm the one who has been saying from the time he came into the league, LeBron James was put on this earth to be the best point guard that ever lived. Yes. For mm. some reason, he has always been, and teams have always been, somewhat hesitant to just fully take advantage of that. But on some level, this is what LeBron is. LeBron and Nikola Jokic aren't that different. Can I push back? Go. LeBron wants to be that. We wouldn't let him. Remember? Mm. He would pass. Kobe got into him one time in an all-star game yeah. because he passed. Right. And he would tell him, shoot it, man. We kept saying he was afraid to take the shot when LeBron was always trying to make the right play. Right. I don't but think we I'm, let him do I, it. But what I'm saying is, I mean, Nikola Jokic still averaged 30 points a game yeah, doing that. this. Yeah. So LeBron could, could, could do that. What I'm saying is, LeBron James is the guy with the ball in his hands when they initiate your half-court offense basically all the time. And that's what Nikola Jokic is. And that is a position that historically has been occupied by people who are more Dan Graziano size than Alan Hahn size. A little if, you, if, if we were to change the scale a little bit. Yeah. And that's what I think is going to change. Every team is going to want that guy now, someone who was six, eight or above to be running their offense. You can want it, but I mean, like, how are you going to find it? a lot of pressure on the you're scouts. Gonna find it, but you're going to find <laughs> like, it. But, and it's happening in Europe, obviously. Well, they're developing yeah. them. They are developing right. these right. guys with coming, skills. Right. Yes, because they're not just trying to win like we're doing over here right now. We have a a, right now young the the leagues in which young people play are very focused on winning their leagues. And so I've seen it. I mean, I watched this happen. And so you got kids that are not being developed this way in other countries. They do it and they'll they'll start doing it here now that we see what this is going on. It starts with a kid who's going to be six foot ten being taught point guard skills rather than being taught yeah, post-up skills. I, I, right. And look, obviously, this is a different level. I mean, you can you could have the second best guy ever to do it, and he still might not be able to do the number of different things that Jokic could. I mean, like I watching Mahomes, you get the same feeling, right? Like, it's ridiculous that he can do that. Oh, yeah. it's ridiculous yeah. that he can also do that. That he feels it. He, yeah. he knew to do that. That's what I always say about Jokic right. is how did he even know Seeing to do that? Seeing it differently yes. than everybody else. But it's just the capability, the number of different ways that he can just crush you. Like, I'm thinking he probably also cooks the the meal after the game <laughs> like if the fire alarm went off he would organize everybody and get him out of there like like he can do literally everything mm-hmm. and I, and I just I'm I mean, spectacular so yeah I you may be right Greeny but I think it's a long way to get there and I think it seems like even if you find that even if you're able a couple of teams are able to find it it seems like it would behoove most teams to also be thinking about well how do we stop it because I don't think 30 teams are going to be able to find that well but that's the point is that it becomes the hardest thing to stop in the yeah. entire But you know what NBA. else you need, though? Yeah. You might not be able to find the seven-footer with all that skill set, but you'd have to find a seven-footer that at least can contain that other seven-footer. Right, that which has he didn't that. run into. Which what we have a lot of times, especially in America, our seven-footers, our players that we're developing in the, at the younger ages and through college, 
We turn them into athletic bigs that can just catch alley-oops of the guards. Pick and roll, catch alley-oops. The pick and roll was a dominant play in the league. It's been forever, obviously, but it really became a thing with Mike D'Antoni. The high screen roll, the diver is the big man who just is waiting for when the double comes for the off the screen, throw it in the air. Amari Sodomer was a great example of that. He and Steve Nash did it to perfection. Yeah. We started developing guys to do what Amari does. And now it's dribble handoff. It's not the same thing. Hmm. So now it's the option dribble handoff or I keep it. You got to have a skill. You got to have the ability to understand like in the moment, what's the better play? That is a different kind of teaching than it is. I just need to find seven footers that can jump, scrape the ceiling, and throw down alley oops and block shots. I need to find a big man that's got soft hands who can pass and can read the game. Well, look, we're a week and a day away from getting what we think is going to be the next one, right? right. Victor Wembanyama is oh, going to yeah. get drafted, and as Wendy just said, he's a seven foot five point guard. Now he doesn't have anywhere near the girth that uh, Nikola Jokic does, but you don't have to. There are a lot of different ways to do what I'm talking about, but I think every team is going to want it. And look, the Nuggets not only just won the championship, but if Jamal Murray doesn't tear up his knee they may very well have won one before this they, they, they could wind up being the team to beat for some time here while I have uh, you guys here again we kept Graziano with us as well a uh, greenie brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook make every moment more Stefan Diggs in Buffalo I'm fascinated by this situation for those who haven't seen what happened on the first day of mandatory training camp practices so this is in the second week of June this is five months after the season ended and when last seen, Stefan Diggs was on the sideline yelling at Josh Allen mm-hmm. as their team was getting blown out by Cincinnati in a playoff game. Five months later, he doesn't practice in the first practice, and the coach is saying, I'm very concerned about yeah. it. So this is not nothing. What is it? He's upset about something, right? Like, he, he's annoyed about the way last season ended. There are issues with regard to how he perceives himself to being used in the offense, maybe with the quarterback. And I think... It seems to me, based on what I was able to find out yesterday, which is certainly not everything, um, it seems to me that Bill's kind of underestimated how upset he would still be at this point, right? That, that, that whatever issues have to be worked through are going to require a little more effort than maybe they were anticipating. And that's what they're at work on now. Um, he was there. My understanding is he is in Buffalo, just not participating in practices. So they're having conversations about whatever it is that's bugging him. And you heard Josh Allen reference that yesterday in his news conference as well. So I, I think there's a resolution. I mean, I think, I think it can get to a point where there's a resolution. I think we saw this happen to him with him in Minnesota a few times, and there always was until the end when it was a contract issue. It's not a contract issue in Buffalo. They paid him last year. So explain this to me, Han. If I've got a, if you and I have a, no, this is one sided problem. If I have a problem with you, and I wait five months to tell you about it, and I wait until the moment, or at least I, if, at five months later, it has it remains unresolved to the point that I'm making the loudest public statement yeah. about it, of which I am capable, which yeah. is not practicing in a mandatory practice. I mean, short of scrubbing your social media, that's sort of the new age way of saying I'm unhappy here. Yeah. This feels like something's going on. Yeah, well, there, there is. And, and of course, if you and I had a conflict, when is the next time we mandatory have to meet? Mm-hmm. That's when you'll find out. But, you know, Bart Scott on our show that comes on after yours, of course, Bart and Hunt, he said something, an observation that he caught in the statement that Diggs' agent made, which was he was here, he was at the facility two days ago. He met with the coach. He met with the GM. He stopped me there. What do you mean? He goes, I was in the league for 11 years. I went to all these minicamps. I've never had to meet with a GM before a mandatory minicamp. 
Why am I meeting with the GM? Mm. So he's saying something came from that that led to him saying, okay, I'm here, but I'm not going. He, had to, he wanted to make a statement somehow, some way. So whatever happened in that conversation might have set him off. He didn't like what he heard. A lot, of, a lot of speculation flying around yesterday in the phone calls I was on. And you know, somebody suggested to me maybe he, maybe he wishes they had pursued DeAndre Hopkins harder. Maybe he thinks he needs more help. Like We don't really know exactly what the issue is, and we may never know what exactly the issue is. But the fact of the matter is he, he, it seems like he was reassured at the end of the year that, that things would be different, and maybe he arrived in May and June and found out uh, that they were not, and right, uh, going to change, and and some more stuff had to happen. So we'll we'll find out. I mean, I'm I I believe there'll be more news on this today. Whether even if it's just that he's still not at bad practice, and we expect some news on DeAndre Hopkins at some point relatively soon. He's visiting New England. I think they desperately need to sign him if they can. So there's a bunch of football out there, and then most importantly, Aaron Rodgers was at the Tonys. The other that night, so he continues yeah. his triumphant tour yeah. of New York City and all that it has. Honeymoon I think has I saw great. him on a, a Circle Line uh, yeah. <laughs> boat earlier. Like I think he was at that. Has I this think not it, been the best honeymoon though? Empire this has State been the best later. honeymoon. I love yeah. it. Do we have to start a season? No, let's just keep doing this. Everywhere I go, you know, it's all of these finals. I'm in Denver, particularly in De- oh, in Miami too, because there's a ton of Jet fans yeah. in Miami. Because half the people you meet are New York transplants, although none of them are there in June. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so. Uh, but maybe they came down for the finals. But all I'm hearing about Aaron, I love it. You're right. Don't let the season start because then things could start going wrong. <laughs> I'm so happy with the way things are going right now. And I think things are going to wind up very well. Okay. Barton Hahn later today, as always. Graziano's here all day long doing all his stuff. Thank mm-hmm. you, fellas, for sticking around. Good love to it. see you. Uh, Greeny with you presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Coming up, I have a a lot to say about the NBA and the finals, not necessarily in that order, and you'll hear it all next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched 
with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, again, presented by Progressive Insurance. I have a lot to say about what we've seen in the NBA over the last few weeks that I had a up close and personal view of. Uh, Sunday is Father's Day, and um, I wanted to mention that a lot of the, we've been getting a lot of press and a lot of people um, talking to us about the book for Father's Day. Um, and most of what I can of what I can see, most of the big um, retail booksellers, the Amazons of the world and others are offering special delivery now in time for Father's Day. So if you have a father in your life, be it your own or another that you know, who loves sports debate, loves sports conversation, loves um, sports history and likes to read about it, then maybe this would be a great gift idea for you. It's called Got Your Number. The author is me. Uh, Mike Greenberg, and you can find it anywhere that books are sold. And again, um, you can walk into a bookstore, hopefully, and buy it. But if you're going to order it online, there are many of them that are offering delivery in time for Father's Day. So just a little idea in case that is of interest to you. In the meantime, to my takes. Greenies Takes. All right, so I'm going to save my list for a couple of minutes, but let me say hello to hashtag Bubba and hashtag Cam. It has been a long time, fellas, since we've all been together. Bubs, how's everything going? Oh, doing all right. How are you? What have I missed around here? Um, Not much. I, I, that's an excellent synopsis. You know, Cam, that's why Bubba is the best in the business, that I could be gone for two weeks during that period of time. I could be in Denver, in Miami, in Chicago for my daughter's college graduation, then back in Denver again. Yep. And through that entire period of time, Bubba could have had not much going on. That's, well, that's, that says a lot, don't you think? I, I think so, and it's why he's had such a successful career. You, you know, you've been all over. Bubba's just been here in Bristol, not as much to go on, I guess, when you're not going to Denver, Miami, and uh, Chicago. Yeah, the, um, the the graduation was wonderful this weekend, and, and I'll, I'll share some thoughts on that as well, because there are people right now listening to this, I have no idea how many, it might be 10, it might be 10,000, who will remember when Nikki was born, um, because that was the first year of Mike and Mike. She was born September 25th of 2000. Mike and I started in January of that year. And there are a few of you, the blessed uh, few of you, who were with us from day one. And and you will remember when she was born, and we called her Baby Nikki. She was Baby Nikki for a while. And, uh, you know, until she's now very much no longer a baby. She is a college graduate as of this past weekend, which was bizarre but fabulous. And, you know, we had everybody there, and the timing of it worked out beautifully for me. To be clear... Because everyone was saying, oh, you would have missed graduation. I would most definitely not have missed graduation. Everybody at the NBA and everyone at ESPN was prepared for me to miss game five if I had to. But as it turned out, I didn't have to because all of the things that I needed to attend and really wanted to attend were Saturday and Sunday. And so I got a flight very early Monday morning. I flew to Denver. I watched the confetti fall. I came back and here we go. So so that's what, what's been going on with me. And I want to sort of expand on the thought that I just brought up with Han here. And, and I talked about it a little bit today. Steph Curry changed basketball. Not just because every kid now is out there chucking up long threes. 
But because what teams figured out, and I remember having this conversation with Shaquille O'Neal, when Steph first started becoming a thing, when Steph first started becoming what Steph has become, so something in the neighborhood of 2014 or 15, something like that, Shaq came on Mike and Mike, and I remember we asked him about this. Zach Lowe had made the point that Steph Curry was having a Shaq-like effect on the NBA, but in the reverse. Now, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So Shaq used to collapse defenses. Where he was, everyone needed to go. And so the defense would all become as small as it could possibly become because they were all down there dealing with this one seemingly unstoppable force, and that would leave all this free room on the floor. What Steph did is he stretched the defense like a rubber band. Picture a rubber band being stretched to the point we all know that moment when a rubber band has been stretched as far as it possibly can before it breaks. That's what Steph has done. And doing that opens up the floor in the opposite but similar way. All of a sudden, there's all this empty space because you have to account for an area of the floor that you've never had to account for before. And that's the way that Steph Curry changed basketball, and that's what has made him one of the greatest and most important players ever. I think Nikola Jokic could be the next one. I think Nikola Jokic is going to become the standard that everyone aspires to. And let's be clear. Are there a million seven-foot-one guys running around the earth right now with his skills? No. But no one saw this coming. Most of this was stuff that he trained himself to do that he worked himself into a place that he could do he said himself to Malika no one believed in the fat boy when he got drafted he was the 41st pick in the draft because he wasn't in shape and he didn't no one projected him to be this if anyone had projected him to be anything like this 40 picks would have would not have gone by before someone said his name so the point I'm trying to make is you can develop these guys You can start teaching players who project to be very tall at a young age point guard skills. You know who has those is Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns' father was a basketball coach and had him playing point guard when he was little, even though he projected to be that tall. Anthony Davis has all of these skills because he had this late growth spurt in his life. He was already into high school before he became a big. He wasn't big when he was little to use the expression that is so frequently popular and kind of funny. And so he has all of these skills that traditionally the bigs have not had. Well, you can throw that tradition out the window. From now on, if you've got a kid who projects to be 6'8 or above, you start te- you train that kid the same way you would a, a, a super talented kid who's going to be 6'2 or 6'3. Put the ball in his hands. Teach him to distribute. See the floor. There will be more Nikola Jokic's. Everyone's going to want one. And of course, not everyone's going to have one, just like everyone doesn't have a Steph Curry. But there are other guys out there who shoot like Steph. Trey Young came along, and there are others in the pipeline, and there will be more. Because once you see something out there is as effective as it is, people will start trying to do it, and a few of them will be able to. Now, obviously, the pool of those who can do what Jokic does is going to be a lot smaller because there are a lot more people Steph Curry's size than there are Nikola Jokic's size. But there will be some. The planet has 8 billion people on it, and this is a very, very global game. Maybe besides soccer, the most global of the team's sports. 
So there will be others coming. And so Nikola Jokic, I think, will go from being one of one to being the first of many. Now, I don't know what many means. Will there be six of him? Will there be ten of him? More than that is probably unrealistic. But I don't think he'll be the only one for long. So that, I think, is the most important thing to say about Nikola Jokic. There's nothing else to be said about his performance. His performance was the greatest in the history of the NBA postseason. Now, you want to try and put that into some sort of larger context. You can do it however you want. You want to say that he wasn't playing against the greatest competition? Yeah, he played two eight seeds along the way. It happened. You don't get to choose the teams you play against. No one ever did. Did he play against any Hall of Famers? Well, I mean, he played against Kevin Durant. He played against LeBron. He played against Anthony Davis. They won 10 of 11 playoff games in a stretch to win the NBA championship. So I think if you're finding any flaws in Nikola Jokic or taking apart any of what he did, you're just trying to. If you try to take apart anything, if you try to diminish anything in sports, you can. But I think you'd have to want to in the case of Jokic. I myself don't want to. I want to bask in what we just saw. I'm, I'm one who had, and I'm, I'm forever fortunate, to have had a first-class, that's not the wrong word, an up-close and first look. What's the word I'm looking for? I was there. What's that? A front-row seat, yeah, and I wasn't literally in the front row, but I was there when Michael Jordan made a lot of his greatest runs. Jordan in the playoffs in 92, 93. No one's ever been better, in my opinion. But what Jokic has just done is completely unprecedented for one player to lead the entire postseason in points, rebounds, and assists. It shouldn't be possible. That's what I'm saying. It shouldn't be possible. Now, could Wilt Chamberlain have done it if he set his mind to it? He probably could have. Could Hakeem Olajuwon have done it? That's a guy who there were times that he had triple doubles that included blocked shots. But if you're going to try and pick apart anything about Nikola Jokic, in my opinion, it's only because you're trying to. And I'm not exactly sure why you would try to. Let's just sit back and enjoy the greatness that we just witnessed because it was epic. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can help you protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, NRV, and more. And if something wasn't mentioned that you had in mind, find out if it can be covered too at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE because it probably can be. In the meantime, Bubba, you are the producer of this show. I'm going to give you the choice. I can do one of two things right now. I have two things prepared. A, I can give you my green list for today, which is the top five teams that I believe will win next year's NBA championship. Or I can tell you the story of how I and one other very prominent member of the NBA countdown team got home from game five Monday night in Denver. It was not, let's put it this way, we took the road less traveled. So you tell me, do you want to hear the serious sports analysis that would be my green list of the next mm-hmm. NBA champion? Right. Or do you want to hear the story of how one of the countdown crew and I got back to our hotel on Monday night? Yeah, let's hear the road less traveled. You want to hear that one? Let's go with that. Cam, one. you agree with that? You want to hear that one? Yes, I okay. agree. Well, then in that case, there's just something I want you to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. So the game ends Monday night. And, and that is great fun. Being in the arena or in the stadium when a champion is crowned, it isn't the same at the Super Bowl. 
Because the Super Bowl, while it is the biggest event that we have and an absolutely magnificent spectacle, it isn't ever played in the home team of the team, excuse me, the home stadium of the team that wins it. The only team ever to do that was Tampa, and that happened to be the year. Actually, the, the, the Rams then did it as well, right? So it happened with Tampa and the Rams. But the Super Bowl is not filled with the fans of the team that wins it. Those tickets are all over the place. That's all corporate. It's all kinds of things. So it's not the hardcore day in, day out with you every minute of it fans. When, when I was with the Bulls, when they won their championships in Chicago, it was a thrill. Of their first three, they only won one of them. The ones that I was there for, which were 91, 92, and 93, the only one they won at home was 92. And being in that arena, when, that, when those three, two, one, the, the, the clock ticks down and they've won it, it's incredible. So last year when I did Countdown, the Celtics uh, were the home team and Golden State won in Boston. We didn't have any of this. And then, of course, Monday night, the Nuggets win it in Denver. 3-2-1, confetti is everywhere, place is going crazy. Those fans are awesome. They felt disrespected and unappreciated, and no one loved this more than they did. They waited 47 years. That team never won in the ABA, much less the NBA. So this is something they've all waited for their whole lives. The celebration is wonderful. So we're just sitting there taking it all in. It's all great. Now it comes time to leave. We do. We have to do we're part of the post game. We got to tape stuff for the morning. So now we're all going to leave. So it's Jalen. It's Stephen A. It's Michael Wilbon and me. Jalen goes somewhere. I have no idea. I never know where Jalen is. Stephen A. goes somewhere else. I never know where he is. Wilbon and I have one car and we are going to go back to the hotel. So we're staying in the Thompson Hotel, which is on 16th Street in uh, in Denver, downtown Denver. Right in the heart, as it turns out, who knew, of where all of the massive celebration is about to go on. It's where all the bars are. It's where everything is. It's where everybody is going. So you got the 20,000 people that are going from the arena headed there. And then you have the untold hundreds of thousands of people who are coming from all over the place to come into this little like four block radius of Denver to celebrate. So this poor kid who's driving Wilbon and me is doing his best to get us as close to the hotel as he can. But we have no chance, literally no chance. Cars are stopped, horns are honking, people are in the streets. There's just no chance. So we decide we're not going to get there. Like we, we would still be sitting in the car where we were if we stayed there. So we decide, Michael and I decide we're going to get out and we're going to walk to the hotel. We are 1.3 miles away, according to Google Maps. Have I mentioned that Michael Wilbon has a broken foot and is walking on one foot? And under his other leg, he has one of these wheelie things. He's got like a, like a little, like almost like a scooter that one foot goes on and he's got to push himself. He's like, he's like, he's, he's pulling himself with one foot and his leg is up on the other one. And so we get out. In the middle of the Nuggets celebration, and I'm talking about madness. You've just got utter madness going on all around us. Fans are losing their minds. And as inobtrusive as I am trying to be, I have to make sure that Michael is okay. So I'm not leaving him behind. I'm certainly not walking fast or running or anything. And Michael Wilbon is on a little scooter, which let me tell you, is very noticeable. When you're walking through a crowd of people, no matter how drunk and celebratory they are. So when I tell you 
that that 1.3-mile walk might very well have been the longest walk I've ever taken in my entire life. It was absolutely that. Bubba, I think we talked to every single person in the state of Colorado that night. Not a one of them went by. Like, literally, you can see people walk by and they're like, hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't that? And the next thing you know, between the PTI of it all and the get up of it all and the all of it all, and Michael can't do anything about it. And he's the most good-natured person in the world. He's smiling and taking pictures with everybody and happy and in a good mood and whatever it is. Taking pictures on the scooter. He's on a scooter. He's on a scooter. The man is on a scooter walking through the celebratory mob that is going on totally nonviolent. I know I heard tragically there was some violence afterwards. It's so awful that that stuff goes on. And obviously that's more important than any of this. And it's horrific. But I wasn't worried, uh, to, to be clear. I didn't feel unsafe. But boy, did I, did I feel like we're not going to get back there. I mean, it right. must have taken you an hour. So, oh, right? I mean, maybe hour. more. Are you ki- An hour? Two hours? Oh, I, it felt like a year. <laughs> I mean, it felt like we were walking forever. And I don't know what time Michael's flight out of there was, but mine was early the next morning. And you guys know me with my sleep. I am checking the watch and I'm I'm like, Michael, can we get this thing? Can we move it? We got a little ramp here. Can I help? I'm pushing him up the ramp like like he's on a sled. So that was how we got home Monday night, just in case you think just how glamorous the life of the hosts of the Countdown Show are. The two of us walked to the hotel, through the celebratory crowd, or I walked, and Michael scooted, or scootered, (laughs) through the crowd, and that's how we got back to the hotel on Monday night. It was fun. All right, I'm going to push the read uh, here, guys, because we're a little bit late. I have to get to my green list. I'll do that next. I'm going to tell you definitively who is winning the championship in the NBA next year. That's next. My name's Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. I want to make clear what it is I am and am not saying on a few different fronts. First of all, Bubba, to finish up our conversation about the Michael Wilbon of it all. Uh, Michael has the best attitude in the entire world. And he was phenomenal as we're wheeling, as he's wheeling his way. And I'm walking my way through the crowds in Denver. He was phenomenal. He never got upset. I was upset the entire time. (laughs) I was was worried and upset literally every second of the way. He was 100% fine. Now, what were the other questions you had about that quickly before I get to the other business? Oh, I was wondering if you ran into Aaron Gordon because I think he was celebrating in the streets. Maybe. I didn't see him, although I easily could have missed him because everyone running around, I mean, they just all blended into one at some point. There were so many. Many people out there as well there should be it was great fun but that was that was none of that and, and, then we, were, and we were talking about the uh and you were talking about how you're using ways oh yeah and, so and that's how that thing. was impacting so i'm trying to tell the kid who's driving us this poor runner who's you know he's working to, he's like a summer job working at espn or you know whatever it is you know he's, his job is to drive us back to the hotel from the finals and he can't he's just stopped and like i'm putting on he's like ways is saying eight minutes i'm like no hold on a second Here's what Waze doesn't know, okay? Waze is phenomenal. I have this argument. Like, my mother will argue with Waze all the time. My mother will tell me, Michael, the app doesn't know about this exit. I'll say, trust me, Mom. She know- the app knows about the exit. But here's what the app doesn't know. The app, no matter how good your algorithm is, it doesn't know that 100,000 people are about to come streaming into these streets in the next 15 minutes without cease. And so that little thing that right now is purple, it's not yet red because there aren't enough. It's about to get like bright red, about to get crimson. It is about to be the, the crimson tide. It is about to be Alabama on these streets. And, 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 and it is about to be as red. So ways does it ways is of no help whatsoever in that circumstance. <clears throat> so I just walked. And, and Wilbon and I walked and we made it and it was what it was. Then let me also then clarify what I'm saying about Jokic. And I'll save the list coming up here. I'll, t- I'll tell you who's going to win, but I need more time than I have to do it here. So I'll, I'll save a little time for that. And we'll do it off the top of the hour or something. Here's what I'm saying and what I'm not saying about Jokic. Anyone who's saying Jokic is the best big, the vault, no, stop, stop. And this is me. I am the master of the overstatement saying, don't say that yet. That's ridiculous. It's been a much too small of a sample size. What he just had is the greatest postseason that anyone has ever had. No one has ever been more effective, more directly responsible. Plenty of players have been take them off the team and they don't win a championship. Practically every championship ever won, you could say that about if you took Jordan off the Bulls, if you took Duncan off the Spurs, if you took uh, Shaq off of those Laker teams, well, it doesn't make any difference. You take any of them off, they wouldn't win. And so in the same way that if you took Jokic off, it wouldn't win. So that's not the way you compare them. You can't do more different things to have your team win than Nikola Jokic did. He did all of it. He orchestrated and ran every single thing they did. 
So was it the best postseason that any players ever had? Absolutely. I don't even know that that's an opinion. It's just an obvious statement of fact. Now, you want to start connecting it to who his competition was and all the rest of that? Go ahead. That's the beauty of all these things. They become great conversation pieces. But you cannot take away from what he just accomplished. And when you put it into historical perspective, that's the perspective it belongs in. It's the greatest postseason any player ever had. It does not make him the greatest center of all time or even close. If you're making a list of the greatest players in NBA history right now, he's not on it yet. I get two MVPs and this. So he's working his way toward it, but it takes a little time. One of the elements of becoming an all-time great player is doing it for a long time. I'm here to tell you as one who was old enough to have seen it, that the player who absolutely had Nikola Jokic-like skills and talent was Bill Walton. Bill Walton, who most people now only know as a commentator who says goofy things and who is one of my favorite people, was also about the most skilled big man the game ever had. And then his feet gave out on him, as has happened to so many of the all-time great bigs. And he had a brief renaissance in Boston as the sixth man of the year coming off the bench and playing a huge role in one of the great teams ever, the 86 Celtics. But if Bill Walton had had a full career, totally healthy, Bill Walton would be right there with anybody. When we talk about the great centers, Russell, Chamberlain, Kareem, Shaq, Hakeem, whoever else you want to put there, whenever Jokic someday winds up on that list, Bill Walton would be at or near the top of it. And he could do a lot of these things. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.